Oh, hey, how you doing? We're back. I'm doing good. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize I couldn't talk then. It okay, was I'll play. I'll, I'll play the intro. Okay. Welcome back to the Sense and Sensibility podcast, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the unnecessary products we come across every day as moderators on Steam Hunt, a Steam blockchain based product hunting site. I'm Dalio. And I'm Team Humble. Let's get started. I always, I always moan about it, so I'm not going to moan about it this week. I'm not going to moan about it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I knew you were going to. I was yeah, I prepared to be like, I, I know, know. you hate it. I know. But it's the way it is right now. We'll get another we one must, done. We'll do it. We've got to get a note in there to get that fixed. Um, today's going to be an interesting show because uh, we're both drinking wine, because I had a affiliate payout from a year ago for something that I'd completely forgotten about, so now we can have wine because that's how <laughs> ghetto we are. <laughs> on the show um mine's called the reckoning old vine red and it's got like a skeleton playing the guitar on the front of it so yeah well you just some some people buy wine based on the labels you know and i'm one of those people wow asmr (laughs) thank you for that it's really oh my god it's really deep fruity red hang on let me try it one sec one sec oh boy here we go here we go. Gary V's wine library over here. Oh. Oh, that's chuggable. It's chuggable. Oh, that that's chuggable. That's dirty. That's like uh I'm gonna pretend to be a surfer and just like I'm gonna eat the sand dust. I'm just gonna be a, a Wait, big old mess. If this if your wine was a time of day, what time would it be? Uh this one about three forty five. AM? In the afternoon. No, in oh, the afternoon. Yeah. In okay, the afternoon. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'd give yeah. mine like a nice 11 o'clock because that's when I bought the <laughs> <laughs> At 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, mine's yeah. nice too. It's got a, there's a, a stag on the front. A nice like. Oh my God. A there's nice, a stag on the front. It's not a nice looking label. <laughs> when I What's buy wine, I look at two things. The price. The price. The year. And. That's, That's really- two things. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get into the show this week. If this is the first time that you've listened to this, it's called Product Sense. Even though we call it Sense of Sustainability, um, the idea is, is that we have separate programs or sef- separate things underneath that big umbrella idea. And um, as we're both mods on the Steam DAP, Steam Hunt, steamhunt.com, uh, we talk about the good, the bad, the strange things that we find on the platform, things that are happening with the platform, things that are happening with Steam in general, and relay them to you. So most of the stuff that we've done in previous podcasts, if if this is the first one you're coming in on, is uh, is about is about things that are happening on Steam Hunt mainly. Yeah, um, which is a product hunting site, but you're incentivized to hunt things. So this week's big news. Mm. I don't know if you want to be the person to unload the news on us. Well, oh. no, you should do it because I feel like you're, you're right. a little bit more integrated into that. Okay. So this week, finally, I say finally, like they've been taking their time on it. Um, this week, finally, because uh, you've anticipated, you were so excited for it. I mean, we all are. Yeah, I was kind of pumped. I was kind of pumped about it. Especially from the fact that I didn't know until I spoke to Tabris this morning. Tabris, by the way, is one of the main developers or the main developer on the whole project uh, alongside Project 7. They're the main team players. Uh, Tabris mentioned this morning that, you know, he pushed it and it was literally, I just saw it five minutes after the push this morning. So I don't, I don't know what time that was, South Korean time. But now we have the feature to have people sign up on the website which is huge and we could never do that before before hf20 which is the 20th hard fork of the fork of the steam blockchain and uh, you don't laugh i said fork i didn't say fuck and so now what we have the ability to do is that anybody coming into the steam hunt website from for instance from a, a social link you know if they're going through it and being like oh wow look at all this stuff and oh wow how come they've got paid for it and oh wow how can i get started and do the same thing they don't have to necessarily go and deep dive about steam and steam blockchain and account creation and all that stuff which can be pretty overwhelming for somebody who's never used anything like that before right. you can do it all, you can do it all on the site now which is awesome and- the more portals that we have like the mm. more funnels that we have into the steam blockchain the better 
So, yeah, because we don't know which entry point is going to be, right? Because here's the interesting thing about, well, there's lots of interesting things about Steam blockchain, but the, one of the big ones right now is that people will slowly, I think, wake up to the fact that it's a unified logging, a bit like Facebook Connect. You can log into other sites with Facebook. And BitConnect! Uh, BitConnect! Steam Connect is, is similar to Facebook Connect in that you can log into lots of different apps on the Steam blockchain. Still the Steam blockchain underneath it, but it's a web app on top of it. So uh, excited about that because ever since HF20 got released, secretly behind the scenes, Tabris being on top of all the code base and checking it all out because he has to be because of of rolling out the app. Um, Steam Hunter's been given a delegation by certain assets, which is Ned, uh, a part of the original founders of the Steam blockchain, the Steam ecosystem, and he delegated quite a sum, about a million Steam, I think, to the project. And I think Steam Hunt's now got like 1.3 million, something like that, of Steam power, which allows you to roughly make about 68 accounts a day. Now, you're probably thinking, well, what are you on about? How does that Steam power work? So one of the facets of um hf20 is there is a certain flag to be able to use a certain amount of your rc mana which is kind of like power if you imagine like superheroes and that you're having like a a power bar on an arcade and you have like a fully green bar um when you create a account on the steam blockchain that uses mana it needs power which in real life you need power electricity to drive an engine to do things same thing on the steam blockchain that action has to take place there's a certain amount of cpu and mathematics that go on to generate it and so that mana bar that green energy bar goes down the more you do that so 1.3 million steam power is a lot of steam power so you can imagine that it's very difficult for your average user just to generate accounts which is a good thing and a bad thing good thing that we keep spammers out as in they have to have steam power to do this uh and a bad thing that it can take a long time to generate these and wait for that charges over time so it's like it's a waiting game once you run out it's you've got exactly ticker it recharges itself so what I didn't know is that Tabris had been doing the 68 accounts a day since day zero <laughs> of HF20. So and so we have, we have 1,800 accounts E-B-B, like you made, some created. BB? I got what you, you need, some- fam. <laughs> I got your signups right here. We got 1,800. We got big ones. B-B. We got small ones. We got blue ones. <laughs> Jesus Sorry, Christ. I don't you, know. to, you went Jersey I know. Then. I just, you I went just so teleported Jersey. into a different, another life. Another realm. Selling watches out of my coat, out of my coat in the. All right. Um, All right. It's fine. No, but that that what a power move that was of like preempting that and being like, okay, let's not wait until. Um, well, I think the reason why he did it is that you know when we when HF twenty dropped, it was like, oh, I can't post anymore. Bye, everything's fine. Like animated fire gif. Um, yeah, I think he was like, okay, working out. He worked all out the 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 stats and everything that was required. Re- ran the request and was like, ah, oh, I can make sixty eight. So I should slowly do that. And then I guess every like four four days or five days, that completely recharges again. And I think actually, the more steam power you have, it recharges faster. So maybe we haven't noticed it in terms of the payout. I know they probably adjusted payouts anyway. But but the the biggest takeaway from this is that anybody now doesn't have to go through signup.steamit.com so they're a bit more relaxed because they've got more time to focus on engineering rather than having to deal with verification setting up free accounts Um, it just distributes the load of getting people that's the reason why hf20 was called velocity the idea was is that they were going to scale the onboarding of user accounts which i've not really seen how that's going to happen yet especially because account curation is very expensive I kind of feel like it's like, yay, job well done. Like the spammers can't create anything. And now everybody's like, yeah, but none of it, none of us can do it either unless you've got a lot of steam power. So I, I presume there's going to be an initiative at some point and there's going to be a certain amount of delegation or power or access to those tools from white whitelisted projects maybe. I don't know. But the, the, the good thing is, is that if I share on my Twitter account today uh, something over on steamhunt.com, which again, like I say, is a product hunt, for um but incentivizing the people who find the products with some steam 
um, that now you can go to the site and you can click on the top right-hand corner, click on sign up and step through the process of getting a Steam account. And once you have this Steam account, there is so much more you can do with it apart from Steam Hunt, which we're not going to cover here because this is specifically yeah. but what's about cool Steam about, Hunt. Yeah, about like having, I'm gonna drink you say now. it was 1800. Yeah, you drink every time I speak. I've been noticing that. Uh, That's correct. <laughs> um, the good thing about mm. Steam Hunt having those, what did you say it was 1,800? 1,800? Yeah, 1,800. Wow. Yeah, correct. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you picture it, like, if it doesn't really make sense, like, why would somebody need need an account for me? It's almost just like, if you think of it like uh, a little wristband to get into a, a club or a party or something, you know what I mean? There is a set, a number of those things. They don't just magically come out of, out of the air. And so it's kind of nice to know that Steam Hunt's got, um, got some ready to go. You know, so that there is, yeah. isn't a wait. You bring up a very good point, actually. With a centralized account, like if you go to Facebook and you're like, oh, Facebook looks cool. I want an account. You put in your email right. address. You put in a password. Just you get an email that says, <laughs> they set you up an account right there. You know, they literally add your name, email details, everything else. And then they send you a verification. Is this really your email account? And that's it. Right. But with a, with a blockchain, it operates completely differently because you're part of a bigger organic ecosystem where you're like submitting blocks to this ledger this ever-evolving ledger if you like same kind of thing because facebook has a database but this database is decentralized as it's spread but your account actually needs to be mined it actually needs to be correct uh, yeah you know there's a there's a cost to having an account rather than just like a name and an email stored on a database that equals an account on most um in most applications so um our good friends at Steam Hunt have just like they kind of been carving out those little cubby holes for new users, and then once you show up, it's like here's your room, sir. So that's really cool. Yeah, so I mean, I'll be interested to see what the stats are going to be in a, a month or two's time. See how many people have been onboarded in that way. Mm. Um, the page is really nice. I don't know if you've seen it, but if you log out of Steam Hunt. Yeah, I need to log, log out, out because I clicked the link and it just was like, oh, wait, you're here already. And you don't need well, to you can, go, you can go to steamhunt.com forward slash sign dash up. Right. And they've done a really lovely job. Like if you look at the design, there's one account to use all Steam dApps. And then on the left, it says Steam Hunt is a Steam dApp on top of the Steam blockchain. 400 Steam-based apps running and we'll be able to use any of them once you're signed up with Steam Hunt. So they've done a really good job of the onboarding process. And then on the right-hand side, it says choose your username. This will be the name that you're calling Steam Hunt and other Steam-based apps. Uh, how to log into Steam apps. They've done a whole section on that about a Steam wallet, about uh, provisioning of a like a Steam wallet as well. They've done a really nice, slick job of just taking the frustration out of that initial getting a, a, a blockchain account because it is a little bit more com- convoluted and complicated. There is other little passwords and stuff that come along with the account, like posting and memos and all this stuff. And actually, two or three of them you don't really need to be concerned about because you pretty much only use the posting one on a on a day-to-day with like Steam Hunt and blogging. So yeah, really cool. Really glad they um, got it together. I feel like they did it incredibly fast really compared to, um, I've not seen any other site use it yet, but I'm sure I'm sure they've all, all got it. Maybe Busy had it before everybody else. I don't know, but um, it's good to see it on there because it means I can share Steam Hunt and say to people, yeah, I'm a moderator on Steam Hunt. You get yourself an account. Do you have a Steam account? No, I don't use Steam. What is Steam? And then boom, yeah. they can just log in. It's a gateway on. drug. Uh, (laughs) Well, there's also something else that I wanted to just really, really quickly mention, even though I didn't write it in our notes, my bad, which is there's a big push and a big movement to um, have Steam listed on on some exchanges. And right now, the big campaign is for – oh, what's the name of it? Do you know which one I'm talking about? Netcoin? Yes, about Netcoin. So um, a lot of people, a lot of communities – I don't think that officially Steam Hunt has – like made any type of announcement or posted in discord. But like, if you want to see steam um, kind of like grow and you, if you want to see steam on this, uh, this exchange, we can, we could probably drop. I have the URL. Yeah. Yeah. I have the, Go ahead, go ahead. I have the URL. It's uh, contest.go.netcoins.com. Ned actually mentioned it as well. Yeah. 
Um, we are really close, if not first. Uh, I can't remember where we are. So PackCoin is 5,774 5, and Steam is 5,764. So we're 10 votes away from overtaking I mean, them. Come on. So we got, I, think got, I think we've got another day or two, but I don't know how PackCoin got there, but I would, I would say that they probably procedurally generated email addresses um, it'll be interested and verge is like under just underneath that at 5,535. Wow. So, so we've got a little bit of, we need, I, I don't think people should be lax about the fact that yeah. if, even if we do get to number one, we really need to like pull out all the stops yeah. and like so get as, get jump your friends that. and family on there. We'll yeah. And just, just contest, contest, contest.gonetcoins.com. People are probably saying, yeah, but what am I voting for? Why, why do I need this? Netcoins is a massive, massive, um, exchange where you can, I think, I think it's actually not just a online exchange There's places around the world where you can actually go and change currency. So fear into steam and I presume vice versa. Yeah. It'll be really big to um, have that on there. Yeah, and I think it's in like something like 180 countries or something like that. So it's got a, it's done a lot of the um, it's done a lot of the paperwork when it comes to mm. regulation, I believe. Yeah, so please do that if you um, if you care to. They don't really they don't ask you for anything except your a- name and your email, and uh, right, the name yeah. of the currency that you hold and uh, what your oh, affiliation there you go. Virtual- is virtual bitcoin atm in stores by bitcoin in canada so there's a bunch of these virtual bitcoin atms and you'll be able to i presume swap between different ones they're looking to like uh, they're looking to add more coins to their service i presume God damn, we gotta get to canada so, all right buy yeah buy <laughs> sell crypto for myself become a crypto reseller so get paid to host a virtual crypto atm no machine costs just use an existing device that we could turn into a virtual crypto atm that's crazy Love it. That's crazy. Yeah. So get on that because then it could be all over the world and imagine being able to go into a little shop and pull out your Steam directly, just like that would be incredible, like convert it into Bitcoin and exactly. Bitcoin into it. Amazing. Exactly. So that's really all right. for like announcements, house cleaning. Um, that's correct. But now we get to the point. We get to the part of the the podcast where – it's the my time beef, for my, my beef. beef. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was exactly. going to say it, but I didn't hear. Exactly. Uh, Go for it. So my beef says the time where we, as moderators, which as a moderator, this is what this let's let's all be clear about what a moderator is. We ain't special. We ain't. We sure as hell ain't in charge, and we don't get to know anything before you do. The only thing that's different between us and anybody else on the uh, platform is that we are endowed with the responsibility to go through posts daily and make sure that they, um, they adhere to the product guidelines, which also we did not write. (laughs) So there's a set of guidelines and rules that we have, and we have to just, we're like, it's like Tinder. We just pass or fail. (laughs) Sometimes we ask for an edit, but, um, so that's I am not going to tell people that I am the Tinder of moderation. Sometimes feels like it, though. Yeah, but we have – so basically we have a queue of posts that people – we have to verify them. We have to do the Tinder yes or no on it for sure. Right. And we have some guidelines which has about nine or ten sections in it and very specific about what we're called to show and what we're called not to show. Um, that, what is your mod beef my, this week? Ooh, don't get me started. Uh, well, that's the point. That's why I asked you. I know this is the whole point of this section is to get us started. My big, my big chest. mod beef is like, I know it's a mod beef when I'm modding and I just I roll so hard. So I'm at the point now where my big frustration is a specific website called SuperDroidRobots.com, and this basically is is a part of a larger frustration, which is we're, we're in this like weird robotics. A phase in the past couple of weeks, and that's because a lot of the more mainstream tech and consumer tech items uh, have already been hunted. We don't allow duplicates, so once the iPhone sevens up there, once the iPhone tens up there, that's it. That's that's the hunt for that. And because we have about two hundred posts a day, obviously products don't come out that quickly. And what people seem to enjoy doing is going to hyper hyper niche websites that have about a million SKUs. And about a, you know a million products, and they just go down the list one by one each day. 
So I'm like super droid robots has kind of been a drag for me because they're just like very like, listen, if anybody loves robots, it's me. I've got a big, big place in my heart for robots, but these robots but what are you're like saying is hyper niche and also hyper generic at the same time. They're, but what you're really saying yeah. is you want all of these ones to turn on their owners who submitted them. That's what you're saying. I just, I don't understand <laughs> the purpose. Like if you, all right. like, yeah, so here's it's a, just so here's, obscure that it's like, who, who's the consumer who's being like, oh yeah, I need to grab, let me grab this extremely I, I kinda, niche I kinda, robot. I kind of feel there's two things going on here, right? I feel like there's one thing where I think we are emotionally attached to Steam Hunt because we've been there from the start, right? right. So, like, we both have an emotional attachment to products. As hunters, I would say, before we were mom. Well, not just as hunters. I think we have an emotional attachment to certain kind of quality of products because we've been around the block a bit. We've had products that are broke and then we've gone and spent a bit more money to get a better product. And then we've gone a little bit further and looked into the legacy of a product. And then we care about, you know, is it handmade or is it a family business? You know, there's lots of layers and aspects to a product, right? Like I could do exactly that. I could just go to a website with loads of stuff on it and submit it. There you go. There's your product. That's what you asked me for. And I get it. You know, for some hunters, that's, that's what you asked me to provide something. You've provided me something. Right. But from from the eye roll perspective of a mod is that seeing those things over and over again, it's kind of like uh, you just you've lost that loving feeling of submitting a product that's going to be like awesome or like cool or get people like like, expired, excited. Right. Like, don't don't forget that somebody saw another robot just like that yesterday. It's like it's not. You know, like that's not the whole point of when I go to Steam Hunt, I like to go to the front of the website and be like, wow, gee, like, I've right. never seen that that's before. Well, point. that's cool. Like, who's the buyer here? Who's the Who are the people? And think about the people who have never even heard of or seen Steam Hunt and what, what it's showing on our page. So, like, I would, I love to see, I love to imagine that people have the experience where they show up and it's like, whoa, I didn't know that existed. Or like, that's the type of thing I got to show my friend. Or, like, that would be perfect for so-and-so. Like, people getting excited however, in that way. But However, that might be the very case for them. And it goes back to that thing that I said before is that we're incredibly spoiled in the Western world, right? That we've had access to stuff like this when we were like children and kids and grew up and we're like, this robot sucks. Like, I want a better robot. Like, I want one from Sony that costs like five grand and does all kinds of shit. Like, we're, we're incredibly lucky. So, like, I also right. think, a, I also think, I also think there's a subculture on steam hunt of people who yes they're just submitting stuff from the magazine because you know it's laziness and you asked me to submit a thing and there you go but also i think there's like robots are going to save us like robots are going to do all the work robots are going to do this and I, I i sometimes wonder if people put these things out because they're trying to accelerate that whole ecosystem as well like you know get people into these things get the next generation of kids into robots to make the ne- you know Wait, to I speed don't have up anything that. against robots robot hunts like at all but my my thing is when a specific website has about 150 products and each robot even though it's a technically a separate serial number technically a separate skew they're all the same they all have the same treads they all have basically an arm they some of them have a camera mount some of them don't i mean we're getting right. really into the minutia of saying oh no it's not a duplicate right. but we've it's the exact same type of right. robot that we're seeing so, over and over so here's the thing and this is my mod b for the week which is completely in line with everything that you've said today and that is that i i as a mod hope that we can roll out a new update which limits the amount of links on a site Mm. because like you say i think i think once you've seen like okay put it this way right if you go to a website and you're looking for a speedboat i guarantee you if you got the money for a speedboat you're not buying the low-end spec speedboat you're buying the top-end speedboat right i want the speedboat so if somebody submits the the best speedboat on that site is it against the rules to like turn down other speedboats well yes it is at the moment because we have to like verify everything that is applicable to the guidelines right but the problem with that is is it's the same speedboat right times right with just additional kit and different upgrades and yada 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 and you're just you're just testing the point of that and if i saw a speed if i'm a brand new user 
and I saw the best of the best speedboat yesterday, and then today I'm seeing the same thing. I'm going to be like, uh, this site doesn't have a community behind it. This site just is just like that's where it feels just starts to feel scraping sites. It's just scraping exactly right, right. So I think I I would I would look. That's my mod B for this week is that I would love to see some kind of limitation on the amount of links per site. Um, how many depth, you know, how many links, five, five, ten, maybe ten tops right. of how many links we can have to a website. Because really, if it is an amazing product, it normally has its own standalone landing page anyway and is completely different to another version. Right. You know, like that's the reason why they dedicated the time to put a, a proper product page together rather than just hunting everything in an e-commerce store that's like an iteration of a previous version of it yeah that's what i call it skew surfing because it's like literally just like let's go like open up a thousand tabs and let's go down the list one by one each day and even though they are technically different um you know and i think this is also part of a sub beef of the main beef of what we had with um, (laughs) (laughs) of um swagtron products and drones where it's like yeah I get that it's technically the same. Uh, I get that it's technically a different product with a different serial number, but especially when they're all coming from the same, uh, you know, same warehouse, it's like. I think the relationship is messed up right now because most people who, who are who are Steamians, they're like accruing more Steam. That game, you know, that there is a bunch of people that are gamifying it in their little squads to make sure they're in the top to get a bigger payout. Uh, they're then reinvesting that Steam, you know, helping somebody else out. We've got people who are influencing other people's posts to push other people's up. You know, there's a whole like clicky feely kind of thing going on there, which I don't know if you'll ever fix. I don't think you'll ever fix it. it just I think people just you know, think it's fine. And I think there's two sides to this story is that we've now got the capacity for like another couple of thousand people to like, there is the opportunity right now for 2000 people today to get an account right now. If we only took 10% of those people, that's still 200 people coming in the discord today being like, this is cool. I can like hunt my favorite stuff and hunt my favorite product and I can get paid for it. And the the group of people that we have in like random, for instance, now, like the 10 or 15 regulars will suddenly just be just melt into the background because we have 200 brand new people. So I think we have two sides of the coin here. And people don't realize that is that the hunters submitting just to acquire um, uh, some financial reward. And I'm also part of that, that, that group of people is that I hunt my favorite things that I like because I know I'm going to also get a payout of it because that's a wonderful thing about the whole site. Right. We're incentivized to do that. I probably wouldn't do it on Product Hunt because most things have been hunted already or been submitted by the company who made it in the first place. Right. And then the other side of the flip side of that coin is that the front end, like you so perfectly said earlier on, should be the best of the best. Right. And I hope at some point we have some way of being like, all right, here's the top five, here's the top 10, and we have some kind of anonymous voting system that kind of looks for certain attributes, and then we just list, mm. you know, five or 10 products along the top. Yeah, or so maybe like of the brand week new, or of the month, exactly. Right. So a brand new user can come in and be like, wow, that is cool. I have never seen that. Or, you know, maybe like five, four things out of the 10, like, wow, this is amazing. Because I guarantee you this – that will make people stay. Yeah, for sure. At the, mo- at the moment, somebody will sign up, do a few of them, and then will leave. Because t- if they see a speedboat tomorrow and then a the day after and a day after, and it's the same thing, it's just a little bit different, then there's no it, that's not going to that's not going to excite me to become a member of a community. Right, because it just you know, feels like, like the chase for for putting its quantity over quality. That's what it, the way it I've looks. To- now I'm not confusing totally changed- anybody of like you know what I mean? No, no, no. If this is what you, if, if you've hunted something from this website or any of these websites, it's like, and maybe, you know, maybe there's, maybe some hunters are not aware of also what's being posted by other people. They literally log in, they write their hunt out and then they leave. Sure. Um, and sure. we see a grand scope of the things that actually kind of organically trend like, oh, this week is a drone week. This is week is a robot week. So maybe people are not as aware, like on the larger scale. Absolutely. People are posting. Absolutely. And that could be, I, I know as that well. for a fact. Um, yeah. But get your, but I also think, I also, I also think there's a, I also think there's a group of like sharing sites between people that have like been verified. This is a, this is an okay site to use. Right. Because pick it's anything. Fast, you don't have to worry about the mod right. kicking it back because right. you have, you know, you feel it. But the quality, but but the quality will change. The, the quality will change. The more traffic that comes in, the more people that you're on board from the outside, 
who are not on the ste- who haven't been part of the Steam thing, and they're just like, oh, this is just my way of like, yeah, acquisition of more wealth. It will even itself out. The, obviously, we do have a global issue where you know we everybody's trying to get a bit of money. Everybody's trying to like avoid the scammers and the you know the hackers and everything else. But when it comes down to it, like if we want to attract a regular audience and build a community, then we have to have something that other websites don't have because we're actually trying to develop an audience. Right. We're trying to develop an audience of being like, yeah, Steam Hunt, Product Hunt is good if you've like got an app or event or a website. But what we're trying to do is bring the best of the best, coolest of the coolest like stuff that's out there. And at the minute, we're working towards it. We've got a hell of a lot of products on there. We've got a hell of a lot of traffic of people coming back and forth but that's because they're getting incentivized to just turn up and post something. Right. Um, I think it will get better. Yeah. I think it will get better. The more we, the more we outreach, especially if once we move forward and we outreach directly to the companies with the products, I can see that working brilliantly because sure. then when somebody from a brand submits something, they should always have like a pride of pre- place at the top of the site somewhere. Maybe it's a sponsored listing or something like that. Right. You know. Um, and the gamification process will slowly probably fall away. As long as we get the traction, that's the most important thing. Right. And it's like, it's it's two sides of, of like the same coin where it's really, it is awesome that there is a culture and there are people who are like hyped for rollover. You know what I mean? Like that's so, that is actually a really, really cool thing that there, there are hunters and there are people who love the platform so much that it's like, you know, my, my, my time rollover is 11 a.m., like uh, 10 55. Like, people are ready, people are getting hyped, people are getting excited, yeah. like to, to post. That's so, so cool. So, like, I don't want to take away for, from or diminish the people who are daily hunters, but not at all. Not like, at sometimes all. No. You and I just don't, like, sometimes if I can't find anything, like, I just have to move on to something else in my day because I don't, you, you can't, sometimes maybe you have to think about just skipping a day if you can't find something good. And r- instead of it just being like a tried and true, okay, I know something like this will get passed. Like, do you really think it's well, cool or is it I, just a short, I, short I, bet? I flipped it on its head because I, I realized I was just as bad or like I, I got got into a funk where it's like, I don't want to not post something on a daily basis. I feel like activity on the blockchain is one of the prime motivations for the algorithm it's mm-hmm. like it, this whole like proof of brain it's kind of like where you been you know like maybe maybe taking a few days out and coming back is a good thing i don't know necessarily i know at one point it was like post a maximum of four posts a day otherwise the <laughs> algorithm will like screw you for it um i have completely changed the way i use steam hunt i only use steam hunt now as a bookmarking site everything that i come across that i like that i think i would buy or I would play with, or I would suggest to another person, I put on the site. And I I treat Steam Hunt as my bookmark manager now. So if you go to my profile, there's like 400 plus like hunts because everything, because I've been burnt so many times with websites where I put like links up that I just like use Steam Hunt as a bookmark manager now. Like, I think originally when I first started using it, I was like, I want you to see the coolest things that I found because there was a bit of like vanity and an ego in it. It was kind of like, yeah, but do you know, you know, like when you were like a teenager and you were almost like gloating about the things that you'd found and come across, it was like, yeah, but there's this, but have you seen this? And mm. you know, like people you, still, you point yeah, to things people in, still do that. They like being still the do guy it. who knows. Glo- it's like gloating or it's like showing off or whatever you want yeah, to call it. It's like in yeah. the digital age, in the digital age, I don't know if that, I don't know if that matters anymore in a digital age because everybody can get to any of that stuff via a URL. Like it just depends on when you heard about it first, right? Well, yeah, that's and there is still there is still the game of like, oh, you know, well, I I've discovered it or hunted it first or whatever. Um, I like that after, band after before the- they got cool. I like Coldplay <laughs> before they were on the radio. <laughs> right. So there's there's yeah, kind of like, a bit. and I, but I also think that comes from like fangirling i mean could, could be called fanboying as well but like if you really love something like i really love depeche mode and if somebody bought if somebody posted something from depeche mode which i didn't know about like some kind of see-through like vinyl 25 years something or other um i'd be like fuck damn how come i didn't know about that because i have a attachment with depeche mode like i should know like otherwise what kind of fan 
am I right? So I don't know. At the beginning, at the start, I was like, oh, I really want to like put all the stuff that I know about that maybe other people don't know about as a bit of a kudos thing, as a bit of like, right. you know, check out how cool this a is. A really good point about like passion and having maybe if you're somebody who's listening to this and you're like, mm, I'm so I'm actually I am kind of sick of posting generic hunts. Like I wish I could post things that. I cared about, but I don't know where to start. Like one of the, one of the biggest things that makes me smile, if we're going to like, if I'm going to switch it to a positive note, which is like something that I guess I'm good at, <laughs> which is like seeing a post and knowing who posted it before you even scroll down and see the thing, because there are certain hunts yeah. on the, on the platform who have like their wheelhouse of types of posts, like Toffer, you're thinking Toffer. Well, right I was now. thinking Toffer and I was thinking of play it forward because he does like, like all nerdy music, music, music type. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. After a while, you see like identity, names. right? Identity, I like to right? Post, right. Like, a, a lot of like so, uh, like meditation stuff, yoga stuff, so um, or eco stuff. Like, if just think about what things that you're just forget Steam Hunt, forget all of it, forget what you think is a cool product or what you think other people will think is a cool product, and like look at your daily life. What are the things that you're into? Are you into gardening? Like, take technology completely out of the equation. Are you into gardening? Are you into, um, you know electric cars are you into whatever you're but into make sure it passes the guidelines make sure it passes the guidelines <laughs> of course that it's a tech but like every single thing the the way that the society is going right now tech bleeds into every single sector so if you like books right. which is like the most analog thing in the world there's still a bunch of tech around books e-readers e-reading platforms like whatever your thing is that you're into try to search for products that that fit into that because then you just it's will, a you lot just, easier to yeah. actually write your post. You won't, you know, you won't, you won't feel like, okay, let me just like try to find something or put something together, find a link. Um, you hit a really good nail on the head there, actually, that I didn't think of until now. And that is when you post that, sure it goes onto the steam hunt website but it also goes onto the steam blockchain. Right. It's your so blog. Like, you, your steam block, your steam blockchain blog account will probably be, like the sum of it, but you'll probably end up being headhunted by some drone company because you've liked <laughs> every single one of the <laughs> Swagtron is in that e-commerce. <laughs> Swagtron is going to end up with like an Indian and Nigerian workforce because of the amount of love that they've been given. It's no, it's true. an interesting thing though. Like your 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 blog is is your legacy, is your is your history on this chain, and a lot of people are like, yeah, but I use an alt account, so I'm not bothered. Um, then it's just about money at that point. So I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm we're not going to go into that on this episode. Anyway, we come up to 36 minutes. Um, we need, we need to do our good, bad and strange of the week. So I want you to get into your first good this week. Okay. So my first good, uh, sorry, I clicked something. (laughs) It's uh track my subs and online. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so this is really simple one. And I literally just found it about an hour ago from when I was modding Mm. and Mm. there's a, it's a kind of a, we've seen this type of app before, but it's basically an app that you put all your monthly subscriptions in your, not your bills like electricity, heat and water, but you know, your little things here, you got a domain here, right? You got, Adobe, you got Canva, you got Spotify, Netflix, like all of those little ones that are like the sneaky ones are like the $8 ones that you're like, oh, whatever. And those those things really add up. And actually yesterday on our other podcast, we were talking about, and this idea hasn't left my brain since, we were talking about Ooh. having a purge day once a month where we yeah. go on and, and maybe even live stream it and go through everything, go through our computer, our security, like lock every single thing down, lock down uh, what our subscriptions are, what emails we're getting, just having like a total reset purge day once a month. And something like yeah. this, I have a little version of this on my phone. It's um, It's called Bobby. I think it's yeah, it's called Bobby. Um, I think I've actually hunted it, but I, this is the first one I've seen that is desktop. And I think when you have a desktop app for something like this, um, it's a lot more in your face on the daily basis. Like an, an app on your phone can very easily be just like moved to the back page of your apps with the games and like, you know, Instagram and all the other apps that are collecting dust <laughs> on my phone. But I, wonder, I like the fact that this wonder- one is desktop. Yeah. So that's why I picked it. Nice. Yeah. I wonder if anybody's come up with a service yet for like creating digital like whole lifestyles. 
Like, so you've got like a blockchain, you've got Instagram, you've got Twitter, you got, you know, so you can go to a website and you can be like a hipster, you can be like a, a farmer, you know, and you could just generate, you pay a subscription fee and they just go away and generate you a whole set of profiles online for that kind mm-hmm. of character. And you can just have this whole suite of identities that you can log into at any time and, you know, be those kind of people. Mm. I, I bet people do that. I bet people have those things. I bet they do, especially for like going border control in America. Like, oh no, I'm a farmer. <laughs> this is my in- Insta farm. Yeah. Um, yeah. My my good this week. Um, that sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, it's nice. That, that substance. And it also, sorry, just real yeah. quick, I wanted to mention, it also has folders, no, which it. I love because a lot of my subscriptions are work-related and would, you know, be tax deductible at the end of the year. So um, there's you can actually s- sort them nice. into folders and be like, these are my work ones. This is like my That's know, good. entertainment, whatever. So yeah. Trackmysubs.com, really cool. No, I like that. No, I like that because at the end of the year, if you haven't got all that information in place, it can be a right nightmare to pull it together. It can take a lot longer. Um, Your good one. My good, my good of the week is uh, craftingplastics.com. So we have a global, global issue that has been in place for, I would say, probably about 40 years now, probably a little bit longer. I'm not quite sure when plastics came into effect like stateside or or china japan but i know in the uk in the early 70s like plastic was such a massive thing it was like we've come up with this new like material it's called plastic and it's going to dominate and it's going to be everywhere well we're starting to see the knock-on effects of having plastic everywhere because it's floating in the fucking ocean mm. it's like like breaking down on the beach it's like it, it plastic was a mistake yeah let's There's just let's just get it out in the, open. in the ocean than fish just so you know right right so we you know big problem big problem so what i liked about this is it was a kind of fashionista website called um the london design festival and one of the people there is making a new kind of um plastic i mean i say plastic because it's i mean that's the closest thing to equate to it so they're crafting plastics but they're offering design concepts and prototypes as well as a hundred percent oil free and compostable compostable material so they're making this new bioplastic and it just looks like plastic and it's weaved like plastic and the thing about this is that it biodegrades in its own time so it's not going to last forever it's not like you can make like glasses out of it they've got like thread to go through a 3d printer so you can print if you scroll down there's like glasses that you can make out of it but this product has a life to it it will it you won't buy this for life it will it will like break down before you do if you like it's it it will biodegrade and the thing about this stuff as well is if if you bought so for instance you had these glasses and you were on a i don't know on some kind of excursion or tour and they fell off and they went into the water these things are okay to biodegrade and it's okay for a fish to eat it and it'll pass through the fish and the 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 fish will pass it out and it won't do any harm to the fish Right. So like I, I like what I like about this and why it's such a good thing, good thing to talk about is I think it brings up so many angles of conversation. One about sustainability of things, uh, about materials in general, about fashion, you know, like it touches on so many areas. You know, fashion's got so much money pumped into it for, and mm. seasonal, you know, like people buy collections of things to be relevant. You know, they use it as a relevancy engine. Uh, and then often don't think about like what happens to it after mm. they've used it, you know, like they'll just get rid of it and go on to the next collection. So anything that can, can imitate what's already out there because people are just, you know, they want what they want and they'll have what they want. If we can not subversively do it, but if we can put something into that kind of fashion food chain where it's kind of bio matter, so it breaks down over time, then I just think that's a really good signature move for like trying to be suggestive about about the things we buy, the things we buy, the things we eat. Um, so I really love that this week. I, I just thought, I, I just thought props to the, you know, the artists who were looking for different materials because quite easily they could just be like, nah, we'll make yeah. it plastic. But like it's way, it, it's got way more credence and it has way more of a life story, especially from a social perspective, if you're using a new material that, you know, w- won't last. Well, what's it will break cool down. about it is that it like that. lasts until you don't want it to, which is the best of both worlds. Like I'm taking a look at the website and they've made it like strong and durable, but it doesn't start biodegrading or com- or until you put it in a biodegrading 
situation or um, environment. Right. So like if you Correct. put it into compost, then 90 days it's gone. There was, it's like it never existed, but it's not like you can't have it. You right. can't have these glasses for two, three, four years or on your face, unless your face is like, you know, right, composting right, 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 right. like, uh, you know, environment, in which case you probably have other problems that you need to handle in your life. But I, I love that. It's like, I think for a lot of these like eco technologies to take off in the mainstream people have to feel like they're not giving up anything or losing anything so correct yeah yeah that's exactly yeah it's like exactly. it's like it's like netflix for glasses like totally on demand it's like these are your glasses have them whatever when you're sick of them then that's fine you can still be you but know, that's all but also you still but also that's the new arena we're in yeah. as well. Like if you just rock up at a place like glasses, glasses are like 10 a penny, right? You can literally get them made in China. They get shipped over. Like people make whole like Shopify drop shipping like sites and make a fortune pretending that they're gamer glasses and they're actually going to help your eyes when that's complete. Oh, and the lenses bollocks. are recyclable too, um, which is fire. Right. So this is my point though, is that like, why shouldn't technology have a story with it that, you know, if you want to gloat about products, let's take that to the next level, right? Let me turn up at the bar and be like, oh yeah, I just got these today. They're completely recyclable. They'll, they'll be, they'll be gone in 90 days, but then so will summer. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I love the idea of buying a pair of glasses at the start of June, July, August, and at the end of August, they've vanished. Like, I fucking love that. Like, I, I don't know why. Well, I just really think that makes so much sense. Maybe you have a, 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 a subscription-based where you just are like a fashionista who needs to have, you there know, you keep up with trends. Then every 90 days, oh, come on. you have a, think like, about it. but that's so cool. Then you have like a new fashion, a new style shipped to your house every there single you day. You're like, oh, these are the, these are what the cool kids have. That's what I want to have. We'll just we'll just get all the latest influencers, the uh, YouTube influencers. <laughs> right? We just get them all mobilized with influencers. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a social media yeah, influencer. I, I look, you came up with that, and it's genius because <laughs> it, it is. It is. They're exactly yeah. that. Okay. All right. My so bad you're one. I'm angry um, about it. Ba- Watch out. Yeah. My yeah, angry yeah, one was going to be a, dr- a robot from Super Droid Robots, but I feel like we've beaten that to uh, to a pulp. <laughs> so this is something called Numi Numi, and it it says, "Mom, Dad, need a hand." The world's premier stroller rocker oh, that no. finally gives parents an extra hand anytime, anywhere. Now I'm not a parent, and I also oh, no, sympathize no, no, with no. parents feeling like they wish they had octopus arms because you, as a parent, you're. I know you're pulled in a lot of different directions. You're toggling things. And it, I, I understand the thought behind this, but it's like some, it's like this crazy um, two headed snake kind of looks like it's like a robot arm with a, a clamping end on each side. And you uh, attach one end to the stroller or the rocker. And then you attach the other end to like a table or a fixed object. And then you press, you press start and it rocks the baby to sleep or rocks the stroller, whatever you're trying to rock. Um, and they're also claiming there's a womb like environment no. by moving the baby's stroller. I saw, <laughs> I, I just read that. I just read that, that, that I read that one. I was like, that's, prob- the, that's the problem. Get the fuck so out by of moving here. the baby stroller back and forth, the numi numi simulates the environment of the fetus and therefore helps your little one to feel cl- cozy. And that's all well and good, but you're not inventing that concept the co- the concept of rocking a baby is not you're just automating it so and then you got to bring this thing with sure you the temperature you go. like w- no mom wants that no mom wants to whip out a huge elect <laughs> a huge robot arm out of the diaper bag when they're out and about like come on Look at that couple on the left-hand side there. The girl with the like yeah, multicolored dress with that huge, huge it's ju- device. It's a, of an, a human the, arm. The, the, and like, where would you? All right, all right. Let, 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 let's just analyze that picture for a minute. Like, so, so these this couple here. First of all, never trust a guy with red shoes on in the middle red of like a, a nature look, scene. But, like okay, that. that's a work. I see you. They're a look, but not in a nature scene. Like that guy's going to get ripped apart by a bear. This is like, look at this. This is not even a park, right? Okay. So, so I get, I get the invention, right? I get what it, you know, like, okay. So for a, for the first first part of your baby's life, I'm going to tell you something now, right? You're not going to use that after a couple of years, right? You're just not. So it's <laughs> well, for months. me, this is a product. I think it's just not worth the hassle. This right. is a product. 
This is a product looking yeah. for a problem. I've said it before. This is a product looking for a problem. Like you're absolutely right. Nobody's going to carry that out. It's probably going to need a hell of a lot of batteries because it it's not going to. It doesn't look the most it's energy efficient. To relax your baby and it's like <laughs> e- 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 like surfing. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm also telling you right now. There's nothing womb like about that at all. Like I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure like a womb is a certain temperature and there's a certain match of li- liquid uh, yeah. comfort going on inside of there as well. Yeah. Anyway, back to the point. Liquid. My point is, like, what are we? What What are we? What are we trying to do here? Like, what are we? Are, are we genuinely trying to save the parents' time rocking this thing? Are you telling me that you don't want to rock it because? You know, oh well, you know, I- I've got to get on my well, iPhone. There are like, rockers I feel out there that too. this like w- there are automated rockers like that are in the house. You know, like those little swing ones that go. Those are really popular. But like this, it seems to be some type of mobile option. Which like, how many times are you out with your baby that you're like, oh man, this is a drag. I'm really this rocking is- this thing. Like, but this is s- systemically the problem with devices that supposedly are supposed to right. save us something is that we're using power to generate the the thing, mm-hmm. right? Like you can get baby bounces that the baby's movement itself causes the bouncing. That is a negative right, negative. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're not putting anything in to get some of it out. Like you've got this couple here, like looking intently at this bloody thing. Like he's not well, even a strap for the thing. Like, what Indie- is he doing? They, looking I think at that, they got funded on Indiegogo. I just want to. I'm just taking a look, and that's another thing. Real quick, power tip. If you okay, so no, it's actually they've raised nine thousand dollars, and they're asking for thirty thousand. So actually, this shouldn't. I don't know if this got passed or and not. The, but if a product doesn't reach their funding goal, we don't pass it because it's never gonna. It's never gonna happen. I tell you the biggest. I tell you the biggest problem as well. If you scroll down, it says meet the team. Shay and Natty, twenty-seven year old, lovely husbands and fathers. Like, where's the women? Like, I have a big beef about this, and ooh, I'm gonna get it out right now. Got ten Is minutes that, left in the podcast. Like, Kickstarter- <laughs> I know Kickstarters, Kickstarters, and Indiegogos, and all these crowd crowdsourcing things and icos and things like that where's the women yeah guys where's the You're women? out here replicating you need digital women in uteruses outside of the womb with robotic arms and no Except, women are <laughs> and you don't even have one you don't have one so like how do you know you don't have one so like how can you talk about like the comfort of a womb when you're not walking around with the equipment i'm i don't know okay so let's anyway do that one. <laughs> anyway let's move on <laughs> it could be that one actually um so the the one for me and it's a bit awkward and i didn't want to like not, don't talk was, about this the was person who hunted her uh, i keep that just yeah okay no 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 it wasn't about the person it was um a thing called awesome piracy and it was actually from today it was actually from today is a curated list of awesome wares and piracy links now on one side of it I'm like, yeah, wicked. You know, like discovery for me is one of the wonderful things about the internet. Um, The problem is our our guidelines suggest against, you know, scams and anything that will, as as somebody coming to the website, coming across that link for the first time, um, we have to have a certain amount of responsibility as to what we share. Now, from my perspective and my own personal perspective is like my early days on the internet were finding out about some of these cool things because it was just like, oh, wow, really? Does that exist? And it kind of formed a lot of my my knowledge in terms of what I was interested in learning about. But I don't feel like Steam Hunt is a site for dropping links about wares as in illegal copyright and piracy. Like that's that's not our wheelhouse. But on the flip side of it, like... I, I, I do like the fact that it's shared information, which you can find on the internet anyway, just somebody's collated this all together. Um, but it's it's bad because... You don't want to form the association. You're kind of between... pushing the boundaries. No, you're pushing the boundaries of the guidelines. I know you think it's cool, and I know you think like some of the stuff on there is amazing. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like I, I'm on the fence about it, but it's bad because... It, it it infringes on our guidelines massively, but also we don't want to be a place where people can just go to link sites. We want to be a site full of yeah. cool, awesome, like, wow, you know, I can't believe that exists. This stuff gets found out by the people looking for it anyway. They don't come to Steam on or a like product hunt That's for true. looking for stuff like that. So I, 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 I thought that was, I thought it was bad because it was obviously somebody pushing the boundaries of the guidelines, mm-hmm. knowing where the guidelines were at. Bit of a bit of a week yeah. bad for me well, this week. Too. My strange one. But, uh, oh baby. I got a I got a real problem with creepy robots, guys. And I know I said earlier in this 
in this podcast that I love robots. And it's true from, you can ask my parents from a very young age, I chose robots to play with instead of Barbies. And instead of playing house, I used to play robot repair shop. So robots are really important to me and I really love robots. But when a robot is creepy, it is the most terrifying thing that I can think of. This thing is called Project Robot Hope. And it is like a vaguely female looking robot android. Um, It's multicolored. It has an iPad in its thorax (laughs) or abdomen. And it is, there's a great idea so, behind it. And that's why it's not a bad hmm. one, because I don't think this is a bad product. It's um, Hope's main objective is to reduce stress among young patients during care. So this is um, used by medical staff as a distraction tool. Uh, it's the result of a program, blah, 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 but to reduce the anxiety of patients and their parents. So this is, a, this is for kids who are terminally ill or who are in, who have to be in a hospital for a very long time. And I totally am. I'm 1000% behind the spirit of this, but this robot is terrifying. And I don't understand how children, if this thing rocks up into your room, I'd be under the, I'd be under the bed hiding. It's terrifying. I'd be scared to death. This thing just, that's why it's like, it, I it need your like, Google account. Like it's I very black mirror looking. Out. It's very scary looking. Yeah. And I love, I love the idea of it. And I love the thought behind it, but just on a purely aesthetic design, it's my strange one because it just looks like this is supposed to be comforting, this thing. It looks terrifying. It is strange it is strange because if you if you look at if you look at the website, you can go down to the testimonials, like the first two testimonials are, are two people from the very photo two two <laughs> yeah, photos like up. Staff. Uh so like yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I, I that says to me that it's not really been deployed in many places. Maybe this was the first time it was rolled out. And look, don't get me wrong. I, if this is somebody's passion product, uh, I get it. I get it. You want to do something. Maybe you've had a child in the hospital and you, you're into robotics and you're like, you know what? We need something to reduce anxiety or whatever. And that was a prerequisite of something that they were looking for. They were trying to find something to do it. But it just looks like a, a, a kind of a headless torso. It's like with something on a Doctor Who that literally like, would uh, come uh, if you stared at it too long. But maybe, maybe yourself. I'm completely. Maybe, maybe I'm completely off base with all this, and maybe this is the run-of-the-mill, like average Joe thing that they're looking for. Maybe they give grants out to people because it it's in some way visionary or whatever. But I guess I'd have to see it face to face. But I yeah. I find that quite. I don't strange, know. It just looks honest. real creepy. Uh, if it, but, but let me just like prefix all of that by saying, if it helps contribute to the well being of a child, for sure, I'm for totally sure. down for that. I just think, I just think, I just think the, the actual object itself it's is just very visually scary. jarring is what I'd have to say. So that's why it's my strange. Yeah. All right. We're coming up to, coming up to 56 minutes. So I'm going to quickly put my strange one in and people keep on pushing my buttons on this. They keep on submitting so-called smart <laughs> toilets. All right, right, get it out, Phil. Get it out. First of all, like, what is what is a smart toilet to people? Like, uh, how how smart do you need a toilet? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, a toilet is is a pretty like a dual function thing. You're either having a we in it or you're having a number two in it, right? I don't, I don't, I don't personally need to heat my oh, seat baby. before so I go and have a dump. Uh, this like smart toilet of comfort for those uncomfortable moments. I mean, if you're having uncomfortable moments, you I, you've probably got something going on elsewhere that you need to get resolved. Instead of spending X amount of money on the toilet, maybe spend a little bit on supplements like, and healthcare what, oh. before getting to. The yeah, toilet. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But my, but my biggest, but my, but my biggest problem with this is that it's not smart. It's not intelligent. It's not connected to the cloud. It has a wired remote oh. control with buttons on it that I presume people are operating while they're sitting on it uh which which is kind of a testament to the way people treat technology actually is like they want something to happen they want to be in control of it i'm seeing that more and more and more the products that people are submitting is there's this notion of like subverted control also we we want to be be in control uncompromisingly at at the peak of our comfort at all times like isn't it okay to be a little bit not mm. uncomfortable, but isn't it okay to just not be like, and you're talking about somebody who's obsessed with feeling cozy at all times. Like, isn't it okay to not feel the coziest you've ever felt when you're on the toilet? Like, like isn't that okay? Can we just take a break from yeah, feeling I'm, ultimate comfort, I, I, like for right. a couple minutes a day? 
first first of all uh, first of all if you really need to have a warm seat and that's where your happy place is look fine i'm good with that i'm a little bit freaked out that you need an air dryer in your toilet to to dry your bottom i'm not sure what's happening to your bottom when you're sitting on the Does toilet have a bidet? maybe you're having some kind of splashback situation maybe it's a full service i don't know what situation. this thing has all maybe kinds of like stuff a- i mean but here's the here's the interesting thing is that like all of that stuff somehow got bundled into the word smart. Smart for me is this <laughs> toilet knows something, something that's something know. that's going on with me. Like yeah, something like we or like is yeah, measuring like doctor, my you know like oh you know, you know I, I want I a smart toilet to me is like Phil. You got to <laughs> cut down on the Mexican man. Like you just you know that's smart to me. Right. That's a smart toilet. A smart toilet not isn't blowing of water over my backside because I didn't put because I didn't put tissue into the toilet, so I didn't get the splashback. Get some knowledge. You don't need to. You don't need to have a toilet dictate to you knowledge. You need to get some street knowledge about your yeah. toilet situation. And that's all. Yeah. I'm saying. Well, that's. I'll. I'll talk about that in another. Another uh, thing, but. All right. Well, yeah, but I just think we, we need to, to also now, be right. aware that. We need to uh, aware of our ourselves and our own bodies, and not let somebody else or technology tell us if how we're feeling. That's all I have to say. Let's even if this was a smart toilet, unless it's smart enough, unless it's smart enough to like unlist in contacts. My yeah, or like send an email Chinese. to my boss and say I'm not coming in today. <laughs> we have a situation. I'm not coming in <laughs> because my said toilet I'm not said fit so. To leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the email of a photo of a toilet being like, Phil's, Phil's, Phil's not coming in from today. my eye toilet, uh, like the little yeah. <laughs> the thing at the bottom. Eye toilet, oh, yeah, yeah. Eye toilet says it says it's took enough shit today. It's not coming into the office. All right, that's Bye. it for us today. See you all next week. Bye. Thanks for spending time with us today. Subscribe with Pocket Casts and get notified right away. And if you use Anchor FM, feel free to call in and leave us a message. We try and reply in our next cast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash product sense. And if you'd like to hang out with us on Discord, there's a link on that page as well. We'll speak to you soon.